I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time is 6.30. KSL's top story this hour. Our big winter storm is moving east and out of the state, but now we have to deal with the cold left behind. That cold is really impacting our homeless population, which a new report shows has a growing number of kids experiencing homelessness and needing services. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with details. Adam? Amanda, the new report by Crossroads Urban Center found that the number of people from families with children that used emergency shelters went up 30% in the last year. That equates to nearly 6,500 total people uh, overall using those services, including 900 children aged six or younger. Uh, the report also cites concerns with families being turned away from shelter at times, but state homeless coordinator Wayne Niederhauser says they've gone through great lengths to extend capacity for the winter. We came up with a plan where we would flex the shelters and have 120 beds in Mill Creek. <clears throat> it's more beds than we've ever had before. The organization is now encouraging state leaders to pursue things like increasing funding for affordable housing and improving access to child care for families coming out of homelessness. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. KSL Weather Now with Matt Johnson. Impressive snow totals across the Wasatch Front from our winter storm, with Tooele and Harriman both picking up two feet. This was most definitely a historic storm. For Salt Lake City Airport, we average about 10.7 inches on the entire month. This storm alone, 16.9 inches. So we beat the monthly average just within 24 hours. Wednesday, we hit 11.1 inches. That beat the old record in 1994 of 9.9. It was the second biggest February storm ever and the ninth biggest on the records ever for Salt Lake City. Matt says we're not done yet with storms expected on Sunday and Tuesday. The snow might be letting up this morning, but districts, school districts are saying they're still having to adjust schedules because students and staff are struggling to dig out this morning. KSL News Radio's Kate Davis is live with more. Kate? Yeah, Amanda, some neighborhoods are swamped with the white stuff this morning, leaving district officials with the decision of whether they should delay school or switch to remote. Ben Horsley with Granite School District says remote learning is a whole lot like a regular school day. Kids are expected to, to log into their respective classes and they'll get notification from their teachers either through uh, their online Canvas account or via email. Tooele and Jordan districts are also remote, along with a handful of charter schools. Some districts like Salt Lake and Weber are back up and running like normal. Live Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. Snowplows in Draper City got stuck yesterday as they struggled to reach the Suncrest neighborhood. Draper City Public Works Director Scott Cooley explains why they were having problems. The snow is almost as tall as the trucks are, and uh, when they try to go through that, it just definitely presents some challenges. Snowplow drivers were working 12-hour shifts to keep the roads clear, and Cooley says in these types of storms, patience is the key to staying safe. KSL's top national stories this hour. A year ago today, Russia's invasion of Ukraine began. This is file audio of ABC's Aaron Katursky, who arrived in Lviv, Ukraine, just after the invasion started. President Zelensky of Ukraine 
made an appeal in Russian to Russians saying that Ukraine wants peace and it's not the aggressor that has been portrayed on Russian television in the last several days. It's not clear that Russians ever saw those words. ABC's M. Wynn says the tensions between the U.S. and Russia have escalated over the past year, including a new threat this morning. In a speech today, Vladimir Putin is again threatening to strengthen his nuclear arsenal after suspending participation in the nuclear arms treaty with the U.S., a decision President Biden calls a big mistake. The treaty limits the number of nuclear warheads among Russia and the U.S. and allows each country to inspect the other's arsenals. While in Poland, Biden met with Eastern European allies, reiterating support for Ukraine. Ukraine. At the same time, Putin was meeting with China's top diplomat amid concern that China could soon start providing weapons to Russia. First look, traffic now takes us back over to you, Andy. Well, we have that delay on I-80 getting worse as you go from Saltaire into towards Salt Lake City. The backups start right after the SR-202 exit and last for about a mile. Then you've got uh, 201 freeway delays in uh, uh, West Valley. It looks pretty rough along uh, uh, legacy going north from Centerville into Farmington. And then I-84 has been slower than uh, typical between I-15 and Weber Canyon this morning as well. Amanda? All right. Thank you, Andy. We'll stay on top of it with you. The diabetes drug Ozempic is still in short supply around the country as it continues to soar in popularity as a weight loss aid. It's a supply and demand issue. Manufacturers of these drugs have said that they are going to increase the supply to keep up with the demand. Uh, but you have a lot of diabetes patients that are concerned. They rely on this drug and they say that they go to fill their prescription and there isn't any medication left. ABC's Mona Kosar Abdi reporting. Eye on the Hill 2023, a bill to allow religious clothing in school sports has passed the Utah legislature. Details from KSL News Radio's Alessandra Harris. House Bill 163 is a follow-up to a resolution made last year, which will allow students to wear religious or modest clothing with their uniforms during school sports. It applies to any organization that uses public school facilities, including club sports. And if the garment must be a specific color or material to match uniforms, it must be provided by the school or the association itself. The bill passed unanimously in the state Senate with only one nay vote in the House and is now on its way to the governor. If he signs it, the new law will take effect on July 1st. A cold case has been solved in Burlington, Vermont, more than 50 years later. School teacher Rita Curran was found strangled, and the key piece of evidence found at the scene was a cigarette butt, which was recently tested for DNA. It was a Lark cigarette butt, and that's all they had. It was just a brand name, but they collected it anyway, not knowing what DNA was going to be for another 15 years. Wow. Burlington uh, Police Detective Lieutenant James Treeb says the DNA on the cigarette led them to William DeRoos, who lived upstairs and has been questioned, or had been questioned anyway, after the murder. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.